Hi, this is Artemis. And Colin. And before we start this week's podcast, I'd just like to do a little public service announcement on domestic violence. So during the podcast, Colin, Maggie, and I joke about uh, Maggie beating us up, and uh, we make a pretty common joke about how um, we would say that if we had black eyes from Maggie's, that we'd say that we ran into a doorknob or something, and um, that we call Maggie's fists her doorknobs. And um, to us, that was just kind of us joking around because we're a close-knit group of friends, and it's as comical as it is, it's also domestic violence in itself is not comical, and so we wanted to speak out about it before the actual podcast. If you are experiencing any um, domestic violence issues, we have the hotline's phone number here for you. It's 1-800-787-3224. And please do get help. Right. Thank you. And enjoy the podcast. and produced by the York Review. So what you got for us today, Maggie? So today, on this very day... What's the day? It's Halloween. So when? What's that day? Halloween is the spooky day. The spooky day? And one of my favorite spooky things to talk about... What you talking about? Are cryptids. You lost me. Okay, so a cryptid is basically any animal or plant, but we're going to focus on animals today, or animal-like objects that aren't necessarily defined by scientific or zoological proof or evidence of their existence and are more based around urban legend. So some popular examples are the chupacabra and Bigfoot. But my favorite cryptid that I kind of want to talk about and have your guys' opinions on is my man, Mothman. Now, Mothman comes from New Jersey, shout out to New Jersey, and the legend of Mothman goes like this. There were two people, a couple, that were on a date in a car in the middle of nowhere next to this old abandoned military base. How romantic. (laughs) And it was pitch black outside, and all of a sudden, they saw glowing red eyes in their rearview mirror. And they were like, freaked out. But they were kind of like, oh, it's just an owl, it's just a bird. But then they were like, it's starting to get a little bit closer, and it kind of looks like the outline of a man. Then they start speeding down the road, because they're like, let's get out of here. And the, the thing, the Mothman itself, is following them at speeds higher than any bird can fly that we know of. So we're talking like 70, 80 miles an hour. I actually don't know if birds Jesus. can fly that fast. So take that off the record. (laughs) But flying down the road after this car, and it eventually loses them. That's how the Mothman story was born. And Mothman basically is this man with wings, all black, with red eyes. And so the town of New Jersey that he is from thinks of him as like a celebrity from the town. They have pizza shops that like make Mothman pizzas. There's a statue of him. 
they really take in the tourism and do everything. I even found here, it was actually like in the newspaper. This isn't like something someone just said. This is like a real urban legend. Like yeah. Sort of mythical legend. That's crazy. Yeah, so like whether or not Mothman... Whether or not so, Mothman is real, they definitely saw something that yeah, night. That's, that's that's insane. Well, doesn't the legend go a little further than that? There's something to do with like a bridge. And every time you see Mothman, he's like a harbinger of doom. And there's something happened and the bridge, like an earthquake or something. I don't know what happened, but the bridge collapsed and a lot of people died. I think you're thinking of the goat man. No, I'm thinking of the Mothman. Because I know there's a goat man's bridge. Isn't there like that one with like two goats? Cross the bridge or something? No, that could be a totally different thing. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. The Silver familiar. Bridge collapsed. The bridge carried U.S. Route 35 over the Ohio River. Yes! Connecting Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and Galapagos, Ohio. On December 15, 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed while it was full of rush hour traffic, resulting in the deaths of 46 people. Two of the victims were never found. And it was said that they saw, like, a mothman flying over it. Yeah. Yeah. No, now I remember. I got the two urban legends confused for a second. But definitely, there was, like, this picture, probably photoshopped, but definitely they claimed to it be real, of the bridge with a moth-like figure on top of it. And there are tons of witnesses that claim to have seen it. And then... You know, the very next day or the very next week, the bridge collapsed. Mm-hmm. Um, so people like to think that Mothman is kind of like a, um, like Artemis said, this bringer of bad news. But um, maybe he's just like a chill guy that wants to get to know you. Maybe he's there to save the day, but people just got in the way and the bridge collapsed. So there's a lot of cryptids in the West Virginia, Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, I think. It's all the woods. Uh, there's also the Jersey Devil. I don't know too much about the Jersey Devil, except that it's some sort of dog-human hybrid. There's also the Rake, which is extremely scary. Um, it's basically this, like, decrepit humanoid figure that, like, limbs are too long for its body, and it's, like, all pale white. Jesus. So I've been wanting to get into like backpacking. This kind of stuff's changing my mind. Oh, definitely. I don't go out into the woods after dark. Yeah. My roommate uh, first told me about the Jersey Devil freshman year when we met. And yeah, Jersey folk live and die by it. They swear up and down that Mm -hmm. it's a real thing. There's even like a rock in New Jersey that's warm, like 24-7. It's just warm. And they call it, I think, like Jersey Devil's Rock or something. I guess that's like his home. Yeah. Allegedly. It's, It's crazy. So what's the difference between a cryptid, and sort of like mythological creatures, if there is one, right? So what's the difference between Mothman and, say, a griffin or a dragon? I think a lot of it is just the experiences that you have surrounding the animal or the cryptid itself. I would consider that a griffin is kind of like a mythical cryptid in a way kind of like combining the two. Mythical in the aspect of it being... Because when I think of the word mythical, I think of historical. I think of days long past. Like classical. So potentially what is now mythical creatures or mythical beings are essentially like classical cryptids. cryptids. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, you think, a good way to look at it? Yeah, because I, I think urban legend is kind of like what's going on right now and mythical... And mythology is kind of everything that was going on, say, two, three, four hundred years ago. Oh, that's so crazy. 
That's my personal opinion. So, I mean, there's a lot of famous ones if you think about it. Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster would be one. Bessie, sure. the other Loch Ness Monster would Wait, be one. Wait, there's two? Yep, Leslie and Bessie. Um, there's also Sasquatch. Oh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. My BFF. We text all, right. all the time. What's the difference between Bigfoot and Sasquatch? Is there? There is none. There is no difference. Well, there are different accounts through different cultures. Some cultures refer to him as Sasquatch. Some cultures refer to him as Bigfoot. I know that even in, like, Asia, there are urban legends of a Bigfoot-like creature. So it definitely is kind of like the same idea throughout different cultures. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, the chupacabra, right? The chupacabra, that like, comes from Mexican origin. Mm-hmm. The goat eater, that's what it translates yeah. to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You also have mermaids and mermen. Yeah, the more classic ones. Mm-hmm. I like the scarier ones, the ones that are like outside your window and will probably eat your baby. <laughs> How about Slenderman? Is he also a cryptid? Can we talk about him? I, mm. I, I don't... Sorry, you want to take this one? Well, Slenderman's fake. Or, like, it's completely fake. Yeah. It was a meme kind of thing that was made online, and then people, like, took it way too far, and then it just turned into, like, movies and stuff now. So it was never, like, a newspaper thing? Or no, it was okay. never a real thing. It was just something that somebody made up, mm-hmm. and then it just became this big thing, finally. Yeah. I hope they copyrighted it. Yeah, because they... <laughs> but, yeah, so Slenderman wasn't, like, is not, like, an actual urban legend. I mean, it is now, kind of, because it's become one, mm-hmm. but it didn't start off as one. It started off as, like, a meme or something, and then it just, like, snowballed into something bigger. Interesting. So, can we talk, I, I might, this might get a little heated. So, Maggie, you seem pretty sold on these things. Do you believe in Mothman? Do you believe in the Jersey Devil? I'm not entirely sure, you know? I'd like to believe in Creatures Unknown, but until there's, like, okay... Mothman and the Jersey Devil, I'm not entirely sure on. I 100% believe in Bigfoot, though. Really? Yes. How so? I believe that there are creatures that we have not yet discovered. And I know that sounds really dumb and uninformed. So first of all, I don't think it does. Like, we still discover new species in, like, other parts of the world. Like, on islands and stuff, we'll, like, stumble across a new species. But you think right here under our nose. I think Sasquatch is very much Midwestern America, not on the East Coast. Midwestern? Like, give me some states. North, South Dakota. I'm very bad at geography. Cool. So why, why do you think? Why over there? With the forests, the big trees. Okay. So if we could, I don't know about urban legends or anything, but going off of Creatures Unknown, I am absolutely terrified of the ocean. Just knowing there could be some prehistoric or like otherwise unknown something underneath me i i do not no don't don't like that yes no um well yes to go off of that i totally agree and there are tons of cryptid like animals that are from the ocean as well so we talked about mermaids and mermen we also talked about nessie yeah and Um, just the idea of that freaks me out and I mean, when you really think about it, I mean, the Earth is like, what, 70% water, and we've only really just scratched the surface of our deepest ocean. There could be hundreds of thousands of other things down there. I mean, for the longest time, they used to think the giant squids were fake, and then, you know, a dead one washed up on shore, and now people are like, oh, there are giant squids out there. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. So, in writing, how do you go about handling, because you've both dabbled in some fiction, 
How do you go about handling local lore, local mythos, um, sort of like rumors of undiscovered things? Well, I think it depends. Going from the the fictional side of it, you can handle it however you want. Yeah, you you still have to do the research and figure out like what it is and what its background story is. Yes. But if you're writing a fictional story about it, you can change any of that. You can add to it. You can. I think as long as you keep like the core of it safe, so that people can recognize what it is, it's kind of really up to you to to express it fictionally. If you're doing like a non-fiction story about like an actual legend or lore from a local region, mm-hmm. then the only way that you can really do it justice is if you get the very specific information from those local people and try to keep it as factual and to the the letter of what the people are telling you as you can. Because I think once you start to like deviate away from that, you then start to like change the story, and once you start to change the story, it becomes something different. Yeah. So what makes like a good lore? story you know what i mean because i'm sure not all cryptids kind of have survived the test of time i'm sure even some have like attempted to pop up since mothman and just didn't have a uh, staying power yeah i think the internet has definitely helped with the kind of spread of cryptids mm-hmm. that's um, true that's true but i think it might also have hurt it not necessarily the internet but technology in general like everybody has a phone now everybody can take video and video is not like that, like shaky footage of like a foot behind a tree somewhere. Now you can like zoom in and stuff. And so people are really asking questions like, why is this image so crappy if your phone is like the newest iPhone? You know what I mean? Yeah. Going back to what you were saying about Mothman, I think having those documents, like the newspaper, that kind of like proved that it it was kind of real to at least the people that experienced like it. Like something went down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, Slenderman took out with so much traction. And it ended up being fake the entire time. Right. And so I think that's where the internet comes in and the spread of it and the ability of us to just be able to send out all of these messages so quickly and, you know, tell it to all your Facebook friends and put it on Snapchat, put it on Instagram. It's just you're able to reach a much wider audience. That's true. That's true. And I feel like a lot of times people might add to this story. Like if someone can think of an interesting twist. I, I think a lot of times they'll do that and, like, add. Yeah. If that makes sense, right? Um, like, maybe come up with their own Mothman story and keep people, like, attention, and people use the internet to get that attention. Oh, definitely. There's a really good subreddit on Reddit that I enjoy. It's all fake. I'm just going to clarify that first. It's all fake. It's all fiction. But it's called No Sleep, and it's basically where people will make these stories about creepy happenings and a lot of them will involve cryptids and so it's really interesting from a writing standpoint to see how they develop them because you can obviously tell when a story is compelling versus when a story is not compelling and then you can see it when the people on reddit will vote for the story to see if it's good or not which stories do well which stories do bad so what if we had the opportunity to make up our own tale, our own spooky, undiscovered being, and push it out there, knowing it would take off. What what would your cryptid be if you got to kind of, like, create your own? Definitely something humanoid. Because I think that uncanny valley of it almost being human but not quite right is very important to making it creepy. Mm-hmm. I think that also helps with, like, the realisticness. Like it's like, oh, maybe it was a person, but, like, something happened. Like, like, there's a clear origin, even biologically, 
like a clear like biological origin like we can like see how maybe something like that might come about right yeah um so so what non-humanoid traits would it have would it be the mothman i don't know um the mothman moves to york pa i hope not i don't know what i would do probably something along the lines of having hooves and horns satanic stuff yeah Ooh, from our halloween podcast you know I i don't like that satanic stuff yeah, so like mm. maybe like the body of a human, except for the hands and feet and face of a goat. Nice. Yeah. How about how about you, Artemis? What's your what's your cryptid? Your dream cryptid? Oh, I don't even know. I couldn't. <laughs> a boyfriend that loves me. That's it. Yeah. Who's spooky? Uh, <laughs> obviously something that would never come true. Maggie's vicious, by the way. Like she just said that. As soon as I was saying it about me. No, she wasn't. No, she, she wasn't. Was. As soon like, as we turn off this recording, she's she like beats us. You don't no, even know. She sounds so sweet, and nice, but then she's like, "Get back to work," and the podcast just starts whipping us. It's horrible. Yeah, like you should see her right now. She's giving us this evil eye. Like we know we're in for it. So like. Is that a knife? Maggie! <laughs> no! When we come to school tomorrow, we're both wearing sunglasses, and, like, we accidentally fell into a doorknob. It was Maggie. Maggie's the doorknob. It's Maggie's fist. <laughs> we call it the doorknob. So. For me, I think my dream cryptid would be a humanoid posing as humans. This sort of idea of, like, a succubus... Or not a vampire, but something along that line, how it's, like, among us. You know, mm. that would be my kind of cryptid. Like, a mothman, you know it when you see it. Yeah. I would like something like, it's amongst us, you know? It's you're creepy. in the right? Like, right. you're in the bathroom stall at night because you're doing homework in humanities, and out of nowhere you hear, like, a screeching, and behind you some creepy guy comes in, by, like, to the bathroom with a trench coat, right? That's just and everyday like, women's life. That's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, That's like, my every interaction with Colin whenever I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> the one time, like brushing my teeth. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. The one time, or, like he's hiding behind a wall, and I'm like, Colin, what are you doing back there? And he's like, um, well, I didn't want to scare you when you came in, so I thought if I just stood behind this wall, I'm like, um, but like, because that wasn't scary. Yeah, yeah I have some interesting. Bathroom. Yeah. I definitely had an interesting bath. Oh, before I made someone wash their hands, some dude got out of the bathroom stall and he like tried to leave, and I was in like a super squirrely. Like, you guys know I get in, like these really weird moods. I was like, brother, you're not gonna wash your hands. And you're just like, oh, look, I'm, oh, oh, okay. And he like walked over and washed his hands. <laughs> best part, I left and didn't wash my hands. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> you're disgusting. I did. So I totally agree with you guys. So I can't think of the. Uh, I, I can't really think of one for myself. Not a joke, but what we're talking about beyond the jokes. Bathroom stories? No. No. Cryptid. Sorry. I, I yeah, can't well, think of a cryptid for myself, but I do really like the idea of the humanoid. But mine goes to Edward Scissorhands when you think about him. Mm. Like, he's obviously not a cryptid, but when you, you have that human element, but that's something else, you connect with them. Yeah, definitely. Like, and I think that even with like um, like mermaids and merpeople, you kind of connect with them too, but in a, like a different way. Yeah. Like if they're not evil merpeople, you're kind of like, oh man, they just want to use forks for spaghetti instead of like for their hair. And they just want to like, you know, you've oh. never seen the little mermaid. Oh, oh no, I'm with you now. Okay. <laughs> and they, like, they, what the hell? they just want to like walk on land and stuff. They don't need voices. I don't know. Mine would also have to be humanoid. But I, I think yours is probably the scariest. Like a humanoid thing that's actually pretending to be human right. amongst the humans. Yeah, that is 
crazy because you can't. You yeah, like how would you know? Don't, you don't run from that. It's already there. Right. Like, yeah. It's like the thing or the blob. Not the blob. What was the thing? Uh, the thing. The thing, yeah, from the movie The Thing. But I was, there's another movie. The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Where they all just looked human mm-hmm. until they were like, ah, that's what they did. Like they just pointed at you and started screaming. My mom. <laughs> Do the dishes! <laughs> I'm gonna eat in like a half an hour. <laughs> um, it's my life. Going along the lines of cryptids, yes. um, a book that I would rec- uh, recommend to everyone listening if you're interested in cryptids, it doesn't necessarily delve upon cryptids because it is nonfiction, but it, it's written by the perspective of a previous park ranger and all of his quote-unquote, mysterious happenings that have happened when he was working. Um, It's called Missing 411. That sounds pretty interesting. It's a series of books. The specific one that I would recommend is the Eastern United States, Unexplained Disappearances of North Americans that Have Never Been Solved. It's very interesting. It's one of my favorite books. It just talks about weird things that happen. Like, a kid will go missing for days and then show up, um, you know, seven days later as if, five seconds have passed and he doesn't have any memory and he's unscratched unharmed wow that's wild yeah that's crazy i can't handle supernatural stuff freaks me out yeah no that, that's so that's so interesting cool though. i'm definitely gonna look into that that's yeah awesome. me too no you have the best yeah. suggestions yeah right i do think there is potential for some of these legends to be rumor though for example growing up my one buddy had a ranch kind of like out in like the middle of nowhere and there were mountain lions all the time they'd always come out at night and they'd get close to the house not like right on top of it but on the property and in the middle of the night we'd all just be hanging out now nowhere it just sounds like a woman is like screaming her head off outside his house I mean, it's the mountain lions. Just the way they, like, midnight screams. It sounds yeah. just like a woman. It, it's so freaky. Um, so, like, someone who doesn't know that, right? Like, those city slickers, you know, be like, oh, my God, I went out in the woods and someone was, like, portraying a poor woman. It's like, or there's a mountain yeah. lion. Yeah. Well, because I definitely think that it is in human nature to want to explain everything. Yeah, absolutely. And so if we don't have an explanation for something, we will make an explanation for it. Mm -hmm. Right. And that explanation might be false. Like, for instance, you were talking about that. That might have been how the origin of the idea of the Banshee came about. Because they heard a noise out that sounded so human, but so distraught, they just imagined it had to have come from some sort of creature. And it's probably a fox. Yeah, especially travelers. Right. Like, if they're going to, like, an area to, like, trade or something, and, like, they experience this, then they go home and tell a story, right? And then the opposite's also true, too. So, like, a lot of, like, more scientifically-minded people go, oh, well, I saw this picture of Bigfoot. It probably wasn't a Bigfoot. It was probably just a bear that was standing up on its hind legs, and it looked like a person, but it's really not. And then they try to, like, discredit that, like, you know, there can't really be a Bigfoot. It's obviously, like, an animal or something. Like, the chupacabra is just, like, a really mangy dog that, you know, might just be eating other animals because it's so mangy and just, like, screwed up in the head. Not screwed up in the head, but, you know, like, from the mange, it's probably, like, violent, you know. And so they were like, oh, okay, so, you know, you could see, like, a dog taking out a goat. That kind of makes sense. They're, you know, yeah. carnivores. They could eat something. So, like, not that the chupacabra's not real, just that, like, this is a more realistic explanation for it kind of thing. Yeah. Which... I think kind of takes some of the wonder and magic out of life. Yeah. Like, I like the fact that people still think that there's, like, a Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Because it's cool. Like, maybe there is. I don't know. 
but stop trying to drain the nest to find out. Like, just yeah. let it be. If it's really there, it's there. It's not like it's hurting anybody. I've never heard of, like, Sasquatch, like, beating up some campers. So, like, <laughs> all I see him do is, like, eat Slim Jims. So, like, yeah. leave him alone. Yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't eat Slim Jims. He eats Sasquatches because they're called Sasquatch, but whatever. So. I, I think um, that was a great discussion on cryptids and yeah. kind of tying it back to literature and how that can affect it. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of Halloween, so it's a spooky topic. It is Halloween. It is Halloween. Yeah, it is so Halloween. So it's definitely like a spooky topic to like kind of Halloween. It doesn't. Because it's weird because everybody did all their Halloween stuff like over the weekend. Yeah. But now people are doing Halloween stuff today. I swear, I almost ran over like six people trying to get here because they like try to cross the street in the middle of the street instead of the crosswalks. Mm. And I'm just like, not a good idea, person. Like, no, this is a car. <laughs> right, and you're like a five-year-old without your parent crossing the street. Yeah. Maybe not so smart. All right, so is this... I feel like we've covered a lot. I think yeah, Maggie I think... has an announcement for everyone. Um, so... She's rich. She won the lottery. God, I wish. Um... <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I'm the assistant print editor this year for the York Review, and coming in the next uh, weeks, we will begin assembling the uh, actual York Review, the magazine itself, the publication, so most of my time and effort will be put into that. You'll still see me around the podcast uh, here and there, but unfortunately my peer review is going to go on a hiatus for now. Um, I figured we'd end on a positive note, on a topic that I enjoy, so. Mm-hmm. And really what she means is, now that we've outed her for her abusive ways, she's going to be on the run for the cops. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> so, like, watch out for her doorknobs, and <laughs> especially when she's making her great escape. But thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, thank you for being here, Maggie. You've been a pleasure. And we've enjoyed your podcast. And I know we rag on you all the time about how you beat us and... and Break uh, into your high school. Yeah, and, and how you did your job that time. Oh, well, <laughs> that was the best you part. Guys Thanks, Maggie, 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 for doing your job. job. You guys remember that time on the podcast when Maggie did her job? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, you've been really awesome. And I'm very happy that you joined us. And I'm going to love continuing... Having you as our co-host, even if you're not going to be able to produce the peer review anymore. Also, um, another announcement. You have one day left to submit to the York Review. Our deadline has been extended by popular demand um, to the 2nd of November. So if you have any last-minute things that you want to add, definitely try to send it in. That's right. Yes, anything. Poetry, artwork, nonfiction, fiction. Flash fiction. Fascist fiction. Fascist fiction. What? Oh. <laughs> Come on. Um, <laughs> if you want to write hate letters to Travis, do that. Um, non-creative non-fiction. Non-creative fiction. Yeah. That would suck. It's <laughs> 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 like that's just lying. <laughs> <laughs> um. If you want to write us hate mail, we'll put it in there, too. Oh, know. if you want to send me hate mail, that's great. Just include, like, a piece of your hair so I can make a voodoo doll out of you. <laughs> Two and, and send it in an email somehow. Her email address is... This email address has been redacted.
Is that it? There's a yes. number in it? Oh, well. <laughs> last name redacted. No, you oh, wait, they couldn't because nobody knows your last name until now. Thanks, Colin. I'm about to get these doorknobs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it's starting. Yeah. Maggie! <laughs> oh, God! Why? <laughs> This is a good way to end. Yeah, Maggie. This is a good way to end the podcast. Her beating us. All right, so that's it for our Halloween extravaganza. Extravaganza. I'm gonna have to go ice Colin's eyes. Jesus, Maggie. <laughs> now she's just punching the air. Just like that's because there's no more like room for lumps on my face. <laughs> oh, not again. Not, okay. Right. This, this is the best acting I've ever did. Oh my god, we're horrible people. Okay, so we're gonna get kicked out of school. <laughs> like, so we're really gonna take this way too seriously. We're gonna come downstairs and be like the dean's gonna be sitting in here with like a black light looking for the blood on the wall. Like Maggie's gonna have to give him the knife. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we told you to mind your business. And <laughs> coming around these pots. <laughs> Where were these accents when we were doing the radio play? Like <laughs> this is way more. Uh, <laughs> Alright oh, yeah. guys. Alright, so that's us and uh, <laughs> Thanks we'll, for listening. Yeah, we'll we'll probably be back if we haven't gotten shut down by now. <laughs> Alright, um We're so the bad boys of the podcast we are. industry. Who wants the final words? Well wait, stay tuned for next week's podcast, uh Rough Draft. Um it should be an interesting one. So, if it's not interesting, write us some freaking hate mail. Or send us some criticisms. Alright, yeah, who wants the last words? I mean, Colin can't talk because his mouth is wired shut now that his jaw is broken. But, um... Goodbye. Farewell. I'll be the same. Adieu. 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 To you and you and you. Really nice. Is that how you want to end this? That's how I want to end it, dude. Seriously? Wow! I'm kidding! Shut <laughs> up, No, please. we're cutting out. Oh, man. And the... Uh, yeah. And on that note... Bye, bitches. <laughs> bye, bitches.